Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Well, how many of you are out there? Hello, hello. Are people listening or is everybody gone? I figured everybody's gone because... I'm a madman. I'm crazy. I'm asking questions of candidates. I'm not knowing my role. I'm not getting in line. I ask the Democrats questions, but how dare I ask Republicans questions? Or in my home community, I'm just a madman, lying, twister, twisty, twisterson that just likes to get everything backwards. How the hell are you all? Hello, hello, are you out there? I hope you're out there. I hope you're doing just fine, and I want to thank you for those of you that are here listening, whether you're listening from my home community of Winchester or you're listening from my old home of Muncie or anywhere else in the state of Indiana, and a special thank you to all of you outside of Indiana who listen, who realize that just because I use my own examples as examples and use what I know, the basics of what I'm talking about can pertain to everybody. So I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. This is the 44th episode, and we're a little behind because there's been some jankiness going on with the Fireside Network. So I want to say thank you for being patient. Thank you for being here. Please continue to listen to the show and to share the episodes and the show links with everyone that you know, everyone out in the world, everybody on social media. Of course, you can listen to this episode and all of the rest on all major podcast hosting sites, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many, many more as well as the home station of perception.fireside.fm. So, here's the deal. Today's episode, this episode, 44, was going to be about fire-based EMS, and basically what the deal was, I was releasing this for the citizens in my community around where we're at, and then I was going to talk about it as a case study of how things should and shouldn't be handled and what's going on in the world. But over the course of the last couple days, dealings with fire-based EMS and dealings with a few other things has made me have to take a look at a couple different things, 
may, has made me take a look at how I do things, how I'm going to continue doing things, and I figured it might be best to hold off on the Firebase DMS. Look, it's up and running. People are going to hate it. People are going to love it. What I might do, because that episode is completely done, it's completely in the can and ready to go. I might hold off on that for a month or two months, find out what happens to it on the backside, find out what goes on with the council that's currently in the seats of Muncie right now, how they actually vote on it, what happens. Does it crash and burn? Is it horrible? Is everybody dead? Does everyone at Delaware County EMS lose their jobs? Is the Muncie Fire Department horrible? Am I a horrible person that's just been a scourge of Delaware County? Or is the thing making money? Is nobody losing their jobs? Nobody's losing their lives? And we just function like we've always functioned. So what I might do is I might actually hold off on that interview. And I might release that in a month or two against what's actually happened. And so it'll be a good way to look back in time at what the fire chief at that time, Eddie Bell, and the fire EMS chief, Rachel Clark, were saying that it would be, and run that compared with what it is at the time. So that's what we're actually going to do, which frees up this episode to talk about some stuff that we need to talk about. And uh, I guess what it's going to be is... I want to talk to you all out there about what it is that I do. I want to talk about why I do it, and I want to talk about how I do it, and I want to talk about how happy I am that you all engage with me. I'm happy that you listen to the show. I'm happy that you communicate with me on social media at Christopher H. Bilbury or at facebook.com backslash bilberry318. And I really mean it. I mean, I love it all. I love the people who listen and agree. I love the people who listen and disagree. I love all of the posts. I love all of the texts. I love all of the phone calls. I love it all. Because that's what the political process is. And I've said many, many, many times... Nobody agrees with everybody all the time. That's just insane. That does not happen. Okay? No one agrees with everybody 100% of the time. I have good friends that I disagree with a lot, but we're still friends because at the end of the day, politics is a something that you practice, and then you put it away, and it doesn't have to get personal. Now, sometimes it does, and that's what it is. Politics is politics. Everybody knows this. But I want to look at, because here's what's going on. I want to explain why I am who I am and what I'm doing, and moreover, how you should look at my show. Now, there are going to be people who don't like what I have to say, and there are already people who are mad, and that's just part of it. Being somebody who gives commentary on political parties or political candidates or politics in general, you tend to rub people the wrong way because, you know, very seldom are you saying, yes, everything is hunky-dory, everything's beautiful, and it's coming up roses. Generally, there's an issue, and there's something that you're speaking out about. 
So normally you're rubbing someone the wrong way, but it's how we handle that which makes things good or bad, and that's what I want to focus on. So there have been many times that I've said that I'm a Republican or conservative or right-leaning libertarian. It's basically all the same thing to me. Look, here's the deal. I'm for small government. I'm for a strong military that's supposed to mind its own business. You know, let's take care of America first and not be out here in the world fighting all these battles and carrying on. Let's make sure America and America's soldiers and America's people are taken care of. I'm pro-police, but when I say that, I'm pro-good police. I'm pro-citizens knowing their rights and not being trampled on. So there has to be a, you know, a coexistence there. And I'm for common sense. But let me also explain to you this. I'm also for the legalization of marijuana. I'm not a marijuana smoker, never have been. But I'm for the legalization of marijuana. I think what a person wants to do with their bodies is perfectly okay. In that same sense, I'm not a gay man, but I don't have a problem if somebody wants to be gay. Man, that's not my decision. It's not my scene, but it ain't my decision. I treat gay people the same way as I treat straight people. Like people who I don't give a shit about their sex life. You know, that's... Ta-da! That's it. I'm not into being politically correct. I'm not into apologizing for my thoughts and my feelings. And so that automatically puts me in a position where I've rubbed people the wrong way. And I apologize for that. I hate that that makes you feel that way, but I don't apologize for my actions, my thoughts, my feelings. Okay, that basically is politics from my point of view on a national level. And as I've also said many, many times, pretty much on every episode that I've recorded, all the other 43 of them, politics on a local level is much different. Politics on a local level isn't so partisan that we can't get shit done, but it has been. People created it that way, and it shouldn't be. Politics on a local level, to me, and it should be this way for many other people, this is how it should be ran. Common sense should rule the day. If you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, and you're doing good for your community, you're doing good for your people, then you have nothing to worry about. If you're a Democrat and you're a Republican and you're not doing good for your community for the majority, on the majority of the issues, then you've got something to worry about. I've got people who have told me here in the last couple days that when I first came out and I was first doing my show and they were specifically talking in Muncie that they liked what I was doing because I was giving all the candidates chance to talk and I wasn't giving my opinion. Okay, now I understand that that's a thing because she liked hearing from everybody. And I appreciate that. But that was a segment that I did on my podcast where I give commentary on officials and politicians. I have never, ever, ever stated that this is just down the middle, facts giving you the straight, here's what's happened, and you decide. That's never what this has been about. 
I have always had my agenda. I have always had my beliefs. This is my show that I'm thankful that you guys tune in and listen to and that you guys interact with. And I open it up for all of you. Anyone that wants to come on and argue or debate or agree or disagree or whatever with me, I open that up to you, to everyone. And when we're doing that, it depends on what the scenario is. Like in those cases, what she was talking about, I was doing a segment of the show during the primary where I was interviewing candidates that were going into a primary election and I was asking them questions and giving them the floor for the voters. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for a commentary and a show and a big, this is what I think, this is what's going on type of a deal. It was simply a part of my show where I opened it up to let every candidate come on that wanted to come on to give their side of their platform and and to campaign to folks that might not have otherwise heard that. And this listener, this woman out here, loved that I did that. Okay, she liked it. But then she went on and said, when I stopped giving everybody equal time and I started giving my points of view, she had issue with that. Well, then I looked at this because her and I tend to be of the same political persuasion. Her and I are backing a majority of the same candidates, but there's one specific candidate that I am not backing, a Muncie city councilor, Nora Powell. She's running for re-election, and I am absolutely not running a campaign for her. I'm absolutely running everything I can against her. And so this listener, this woman said that, you know, she liked it when we agreed, but she doesn't like it now that we disagree. And first of all, here's the thing. She's supporting this one counselor because this counselor is against one issue that the listener happens to also be against. I think if the listener would look at this counselor from a true point of view and look at the totality of this counselor's career, this listener would not like this council member because this listener stands for everything that this counselor is against or vice versa. This counselor stands for a lot of things that this listener is against. But yet, because they agree on one issue, but yet the listener and I agree on several things, but disagree on one issue, I'm the bad guy, and she's probably not a listener anymore. Okay, thank you. I enjoyed your time. See you on the flip side. I hope you come back. I hope that you at some point will be adult enough to understand that we aren't always going to agree That doesn't mean I'm a big bad boogeyman and I'm a bad guy. It just means we disagree on an issue and we tend to agree on a lot of other issues, but yet you can't see past that. However, you stand side by side this council member running for re-election who 
you would honestly disagree with a majority of the time if you would look at all of the issues. However, you don't do that because she is against something that this listener is also against. And that's not how I play. You know, a lot of Republican candidates, a lot of Republican supporters, a lot of Republican voters have absolutely loved it when I've given the Democrat administration or Democrats hell. They love it. But yet, when I'm able to turn that around and focus it at Republicans, they get mad. They stop listening. They stop interacting. They don't have as much time for me. You can feel that there's a rift there. And I've brought that up to people, and they say, yeah, well, there's a little bit. But here's the deal. I don't care if you're running for office as a Democrat, if you're running for office as a Republican, if you're running for office as the boogeyman, if you are using common sense and you're going to do what's best for a majority of the citizens and you're not going to worry about what is best for your political career, then I support you. And I'm going to also support Republicans, and I'm also going to support Democrats. But just because I support a Democrat, or just because I support a Republican, it doesn't mean those people are free from questions. Now, you might ask, what if you're supporting somebody that you have a question of? And if you ask it, the answer, one way or another, might hurt that candidate. Guess what? I'm still going to ask it. Because if you start letting that go, if you start pulling your punches, then you're in a situation where you're just as dirty as what everybody's bitching about. Why is it fair for me to ask all these hard questions of the people currently in power. And when I say I support those that are running to clean this up, and then I have a question for the people that are running to clean it up, they're like, eh, well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We we don't want to answer this, and we're going to push you off. And, oh, God, have you heard what Bilbrey's doing? Bilbrey's such a bad guy. Bilbrey's this and that. Bilbrey's asking questions. Why is Bilbrey giving such and such such a hard time? What do you mean? Listen, listen, let's make this clear. I am in nobody's camp. I am not for anybody. I am for the citizens. I am for the people who are listening to this show. I'm not for the candidates. Because I support a candidate means that's great. Now that candidate might get in office and they might need to get their head chewed off just in six months. And I'm going to be here to do that. But I'm not going to pull punches because I support somebody. And I'm sure as hell not going to pull any punches because some of my listeners support a person. If you support someone and I'm going to ask a question and that question might rub you the wrong way, first of all, you need to look at why it rubs you the wrong way. Okay? Say there is an idea 
All right, I'm just gonna make something up so we're not talking about anything real. Say John and and David are running against each other. John and David, and they're going to put a new swing set in. And John is for the swing set, and David is against the swing set. And John's for the swing set supporters are, are happy, and David's against the swing set supporters are happy. We'll say that John starts to falter, or Dave starts to falter, and I tend to be on Dave's side, against the swing set. But something comes up that makes me want to ask Dave a question. Let's say all of a sudden I've heard, even though Dave has been against the swing set and Dave's supporters are against the swing set and I myself am against the swing set, but let's say I've heard that Dave has said something that he's for this or that or whatever, and I'm going to start asking him questions about this and his supporters start reaching out and saying, wait a minute, this might hurt him if you do this. Just wait till he's in office. Then you can approach this person. I'm saying, uh-uh, that compromises me and I'm not doing that. Yes, I want Dave in office. Yes, I don't think John should be in office. But I'm not going to pull those punches because if so... That makes us as bad as the people that you're currently bitching about. Somebody has to be out there that's willing to answer the hard questions, not for any specific party or candidate, but for the citizens of the community. All right? So that doesn't make me bad. I'm not in the bag for any Republican. I'm not in the bag for any Democrat. I'm currently supporting Republicans that I used to be against, and I'm supporting Democrats that I have had issues with in the past. In my home community in Winchester, I'm splitting the ticket all the way down. In my mind, who I'm supporting in Muncie happens to be more Republicans than Democrats, but I am supporting a few Democrats. Now, that doesn't mean I won't be respectful to both sides, but it also doesn't mean I'm going to pull any punches. I'm also going to ask the people that I support the tough questions too. Because look, I don't want to support someone who can't answer questions I don't want to support someone who's going to get in office and not be able to do the job. That's what I've currently got going on in my home community in Winchester. In Winchester, I've got two candidates running for mayor, and both of them are worse than electing an old boot on the side of the road to be mayor. We would do better off in the next four years if we elected that old left boot that's out on 32 coming into farmland that boot would do better in the next four years than either of the two guys we've got currently running for mayor in Winchester. But here's the deal. So I track them both down, and one of them tells me, well, I'm afraid that you're twisting things around. And what you First of all, I, I make recordings when I talk to these officials. When we go to public meetings, I'm recording. So anything that I say is said... You can believe I've got that backed up on recording, all right? I do that to protect myself. 
In the state of Indiana, we live in a one-party consent. Now, that's different for all states, and I do not advise you to record a conversation until you have been in depth with all of the laws for the state. You might even check with an attorney. I know, for example, in the state of Indiana, we are a one-party consent. That allows me to record, and you may know it or you may not know it, and it doesn't matter if you like it or dislike it. Now, some people may say, well, that might stop people from talking to you, and it might. But if you're a candidate and you stop talking to me, I'm going to bash you. And people might say, well, that's not right. That's not nice. You know, people might like you better if you do this or that. First of all, the people who already don't like me, they're not going to start liking me. That's insane. Second of all, you don't like me because I'm asking a question of a freaking candidate running for office. You have something wrong with you. And that's fine. If it listen to me, here's the deal. I saw the perfect perfect quote the other day and I shared it. And it was a quote from from a journalist who was writing it or a a blogger and and he wrote I would rather write for myself and have no public than write for the public and have no self. And that is so true. Listen, I love each and every one of you that listen. Absolutely, I do. We have a big audience here. We are gaining more and more listeners each and every episode. And I can only say thanks to you for doing that. We're in the process of getting a store up and running where you can buy merchandise and you can help make donations through Patreon. But the biggest thing that you can do for me is share the show. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Perception.fireside.fm. Tell people they can find me on all podcasting hosting sites. All they got to do is Google Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Do that. Spread the word. Spread the message. And I thank you for that. I thank you for everything you've done. And I thank you for everything that you're going to continue to do. But I need to be real with you. There are going to be things that we disagree on. There are going to be times that I'm going to make you mad. There are going to be times that I disagree with one of you. There are going to be times where something that you do or say is going to make me mad. But, you know, we, we live in a culture where like people in, in marriages, they get mad so they just go get divorced. And that's what the same problem is with what I'm talking about here. Everybody like tunes in and they love to listen to what I got to say and they agree and they think everything's amazing, but yet they hear what's going on and they hear something they don't agree with and then they say, oh God, what? wait a minute, listen to what he's saying here. And that just can't be that way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down a conversation that I had with someone here in just one second here. And we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to tell you what the issues are that I have with this. And it's going to kind of highlight my point. 
So right on the other side of this quick break, we're going to come back with a conversation that I had with an elected official. And then we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to use it to highlight some of my issues. I'm Christopher H. Bilbury, and you're listening to Perception is Reality. We'll be right back. Perception. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks. Well, we're back, and what I want to do right now is let you hear a conversation that I had with a mayoral candidate from my own community in Winchester. And this isn't exactly what we were talking about a minute ago about people questioning or whatever, but this is in the same vein of what I'm trying to get across. Look, here's the deal. I know Republicans have to do this, and Democrats have to do this, and this person's running this race, and that person's running this race, and this is happening, and they're all wanting to win, and some of them want to win, and some of them don't want to win, apparently, and other all this nonsense going on. Here's what I'm doing. I am asking hard questions that nobody else wants to ask, or no one else can ask, or no one else cares to ask, but just because I'm the only one asking the question doesn't mean that it it's not a good question, doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be answered because they do need to be answered. We need more people in line doing what I'm doing. Here's the thing. When there are only 30 people that show up to a candidate forum out of a town of 4,500 that have 3,500 registered voters then something is really wrong and these candidates need to be put to the test. Now, so that doesn't always make me a popular person, but it doesn't mean that I'm a liar, and if you say that, then fuck you. And it doesn't mean that I am somebody that is twisting anything or telling it how it is. Here's the situation. I ask questions, and I repeat what's said, and I report what's going on, and if a candidate needs praise, they get praise. And if a candidate needs called on the shit, they get called on their shit. And because of that, this happens. You got question, Chris. So here, Republican candidate Bob McCoy, who's running for mayor of Winchester, asked me if I have a question after a candidate forum, where I more or less had him cornered because he hadn't been responding to me over the course of the last nine or so months. Well, I just didn't know if you were ever going to talk to me or if you're going to avoid me the entire time or what? I'm not going to interview. No, I, oh, here's what, here's, you're asking for my vote, so I'd like to talk to you before the day. That's fine. Well, I mean, but it's not been fine. I've been trying to get a hold of you for ten months. You're right. And so do you think as a candidate that's appropriate? I, I do, considering what gets twisted. What gets twisted? I, I think everything gets twisted. Well, because I mean, that's what Missy said? Wait a minute. So I asked him if he was going to talk to me. He said, no, I don't want to do an interview. I say, okay, I just want to talk to you as a voter. You're a candidate running for office, and I'm a voter. I'd like to talk to you to know if I can vote for you or not. And he said, well, I'm afraid things get twisted. And I called him on it. I said, what gets twisted? And then he breaks into... Well, who did you endorse in the last election? And let's be clear what he's talking about here for those that don't know. The election that we're currently talking about is the 2019 mayoral race where he's running as a Republican candidate. 
The election he's referring to is the election in November of 2018, just last year when he was running for re-election to the county council as a District 3 counselor for the Randolph County Council. And I interviewed him, and I treated him respectfully. I treated him fairly. I enjoyed our conversation. I learned from him, and I felt like we both did well. Then I also interviewed his opponent, who is a producer on this show, Kate Thornburg, and I treated her respectful, and I treated her polite, and I learned a lot from her. And then after those interviews, I made an endorsement of Kate Thornburg. Now, I also supported and endorsed her before the interviews, which he knew. But I still interviewed with him because the interviews aren't for me. They're for the other voters. They're for the other 1,500 people that listen to those interviews. And after that interview... I simply further supported and endorsed his opponent, which is what he's calling quote-unquote twisting things. So does that mean he would be talking to me now had I supported him? What a joke. That's not politics, and Bob McCoy deserves to lose. So I give him the answer that I endorsed Kate, and then we carry the conversation on. I endorsed Kate, but I treated you with respect when we interviewed. On what basis, though? On what basis of what? Why would you endorse Kate? Well, because I've not been too happy with what's going on in the city or the county. That's pretty obvious, okay? And I'm kind of a proponent of new people coming in. But see, that's why communication is important. So I told him that I supported Kate. He knew I supported Kate. That's why he's mad. That's what he's calling twisting shit. And I told him, though, that that's why communication is important, because there are other candidates who last year I would have said I was not supporting this election, but I am supporting them now. And so that's why it would have been good for him to talk to me. So then we have this long back and forth drawn out conversation. And at one point, he actually tells me another reason or excuse why he's not talked to me is that he's been very busy. His personal and work life has gotten so hectic. And had he have known how busy that he would have been or how busy he was going to get, that he wouldn't have filed or that he would have actually even withdrawn from the race. And that's a concern. That's something that voters need to know. Part of that is I've been very busy. I understand. And I, I, I actually. That. Actually, I probably wouldn't withdraw if I would have known sure. some of the crap that. Sure, and I fully understand. So I really haven't had time to really fully fully. And I didn't want anything twisted. And again, you can hear we're back to not having anything twisted, which he's already admitted. All that meant was he was mad at me because I endorsed an old opponent of his. So the conversation plays out that the best way for me to ask him questions is to submit my questions in email form to him. And I say, all right, yep, that's what I'll do. So I leave and I try to reach out to him to ask him his email. He does not give me his email address. So I go to his social media page and I pose a question to him. Just one question. Do you plan to quit your current full-time employment to work the job of mayor if elected full-time. We have had a disastrous mayor for the last four years who for the last year 
has worked part-time and since August of 2019 has been non-existent because he's taken another full-time job while still getting a full-time paycheck from Winchester and not doing the role or the job of a mayor of the community. And so I ask him that, and I sent it over to him. I posted it on his wall. I posted it on my wall. And I receive a text message from him on today's date, the date of the recording, October 2nd, 2019. And he tells me, I'm not going to do this. You say what you want to say about me. All right. Here I am. I'm saying what I want to say about you. Bob McCoy, you're a piss poor county counselor. You are on a leash controlled by Michael Wickersham. You are a piss-poor choice for a Republican candidate running for mayor of Winchester. You haven't voted very fiscally conservative on the county council. You didn't finish your term as city councilor when you were a city councilor in Winchester the first time. You think that what Sean Byram, a Democrat, horrible mayor, Democrat mayor of Winchester, has done the last four years has been fine, and you've made statements claiming that you want the torch to be passed from Sean to you while you're talking about looking forward, and you can't even answer a question on whether or not you're going to be a full-time mayor or not? You should not be running as a Republican or as any party for the mayor's position. You should not be a county councilor. You should be working in the private sector. And it is going to be a disaster if you are a person who is in charge of a city who has absolutely already had a last four years of disastrous leadership. And those are real world, real serious Issues and points of interest that I have with you and that others should have. It's not nice. It's not particularly special. It's not all puppy dogs and rainbows. And that's why I get a bad rap. Missy Williams thinks that I'm not a nice person. Scotty Harvey thinks that I'm not a nice person. Some of their other friends from the golf course of our community thinks that I'm not a nice person. We've got people in another community that thinks that I'm a bad person because I want to ask questions of a Democrat city councilor who is the only Democrat councilor that's running that's still connected to the corruption team. And that I want to also, because I'm not biased and I don't just give my people a pass, I also want to ask questions of the people that I support, and they feel as though those questions might be damaging. You know why they're damaging? Do you know why they're damaging? Because they're real-life questions, and they're not always pretty answers to them, and that's how it is, that there's not really people running that want the best. Now we're into the point where all that wants to happen is people want to win. They want to do what it takes to win. Just let me win. I'll do whatever it takes to win, and then I'll be good. Well, but then what happens is you win, and you don't want to give up that seat, so you keep on doing what you got to do to keep on keeping on, and that's not okay. Muncie is in a position... Winchester is in a position, your neck of the woods in Colorado or Florida or Texas or Arizona or New Mexico, you're probably all in positions where, look, you need people running who are going to do right 
by your community and right by you as the public and right by your neighbors and the citizens rather than worrying about their next re-election bid. All right? And so there needs to be people who aren't in bed with any of these people. There are a lot of these people that I'm friends with. I have a lot of people that I support that I'm not friends with, but I just support them because I like what they say. There are people that I support that I'm friends with. There are people that I'm friendly with that I don't support. And there are people that I don't support that I'm also not friendly with. But everybody in that spectrum puts themselves in a situation where I am going to ask you a question or questions. And if you answer them, fantastic. We don't have to agree. That's what I can't get anybody to understand. And I'm hoping that you listeners will understand. Listen, if I ask you a question and the answer is X, Y, and Z, and I was hoping the answer was going to be one, two, and three, we're okay. You answered the question. Now, we might debate it a little bit because that happens, and there's nothing wrong with having discourse and disagreements. That's how you get to the bottom of things. Then we can shake hands and walk away. But if you're telling me that I can't ask you a question because I support you, well, then I need to question who I'm supporting. And if as people in the community, you're so blind of the fact that not everybody is all right and not everybody is all wrong, we need to get to the point where we can make that a reality, where we understand that there are good people who do questionable things and there are bad people who do good things. And when we look at the process of electing people through, hey, this person, I might agree with 60% of what he says. His opponent, I agree with 40% of what that person says. So I'm going to take the 60% person. However, I'm still also going to ask questions of this person because when this person gets in office, I know there's 30% of what this person's saying that I'm going to take issue with. That doesn't mean you just sit down and shut up. It means you ask questions and you keep these people honest. We have to get into a situation. We have to get into a situation where the question rules the day. Common sense is king and it's ferreted out by people asking questions and by getting answers. And I'm telling you, if you can't sit down and talk with me about hard issues, then you got a problem because you might not think that I'm reasonable, but I am. You might not agree with what I'm saying, but I will agree to let you have your your position and I will agree to let you tell me why I'm wrong and then I'll tell you why I think I'm right and then I'll give you the last word 
but we're going to have a discussion, and if we can't even have a discussion, then get the hell out of my face. You don't deserve to run for office. That's just as simple as it gets. That's just as simple as it gets. You know, at some point, we have to say, all questions are okay. You know, people want to run around acting like I'm a crazy madman. Did you hear anything out of line or, or out, just crazy in that conversation that I was having with that gentleman? You heard it. And there is an actual full clip of that recording and of my conversation with his opponent, which was also equally bizarre. And it had the opponent talking to that same candidate I was just talking to. The two opponents were talking about whether or not they were going to talk to me or not. And it's just bizarre. And it's out. And I will actually link the link in the description of this podcast so you can check that out. It is also at perception.fireside.fm and it's actually backslash B-O-B hyphen B-I-L-L. I'll link it down in the description. But where do we end with all of this? Here's the bottom line. I want what's best for each and every community. I want people to be involved. I want Democrats. I want Republicans. I want liberals and conservatives. I want everyone to be able to communicate together. On the local level, all of that shit doesn't mean anything. I want common sense to rule the day, and it must rule the day. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm for. That's what I'll always be for. There will be people that I'll support that I'll question. There'll be people that I don't support that I might support next year. That's how local politics should be. You go with what's best for the community, and that can change. We'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Perception is Reality. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. So, that's what it is. That's how it is. That's how I feel. I hope you all continue listening. I love interacting with each and every one of you. Here at Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. You can find us on all major podcast hosting sites and definitely at the home link of perception.fireside.fm. I love each and every one of you, even when we disagree. And this has been a pretty heavy 44th episode, but that's who I am. That's how it is. I don't know what more to say. This has been the words of me, Christopher H. Motherfucking Bilbrey. Please take care. God bless. Love one another. Do the right thing. Be engaged. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Look up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception Perception is is reality. Reality. 
This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.